Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. beginning for this yet so oh, are we yet? yeah 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 um oh yeah you can hold on to the box all right like, all right do you remember well, what we watched <laughs> do you remember what we watched we just watched pre-hysteria i'm with uh the very talented returning guest uh amazing director filmmaker wait you can be a director well filmmaker is general but director writer performer comedian <laughs> and future dinosaur sculptress mm, yes please luce tomlin brenner Hello, thank you for having me on this amazing journey. Um, and also uh, creator of VHS, which was like when I was looking up, because Prehistoria Prehistor- seemed like a seminal childhood movie to me that kind of disappeared. Uh, and then I realized that's because it's only on VHS. Yeah, a so. lot of movies are like that. There's tons of movies we don't realize exist because they never got converted to DVD. <laughs> and now we don't have the amazing video stores anymore. So they're just like out there in people's basements. Yeah, like waiting to be sc- discovered. So that's why when I I think we were just talking about this and I was like, we would like I would want like I wanted you to be on. And then it's just like there's so much of, about this that like, you know, the puppets. And I don't know. I thought you would be like into this. Thank you. Yes. And the music, too, as well. Like the music angle. They really have a lot going on in this movie, and I'm so happy that I get to watch this with you because it's actually a lifelong dream of mine to see this movie. And like the 
cover of this VHS tape has been burned in my brain since I was a child. Oh shit. And I can picture it and I can this is actually the first prehysteria. There's a two and a three. Yes. And I can think of all of them and each one of them have like these tiny little dinosaurs going crazy on the covers. Yeah. It's, uh, like it's, the tagline to this one is prehysteria, the world's oldest party animals. Oh, I didn't even know. Oh, you're uh. it's such a good tagline. And so like as a kid, I was like, oh my God, I need to see this. Yeah. And they're tiny. It's a movie about teeny tiny dinosaurs. And I don't know why I never actually got to watch it. My mom was kind of a culture vulture at times. So if something was like too lame, she was like, that's too dumb for you. A culture, a culture vulture about creature features. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but then she'd rent me meatballs with, uh, Billy or no not Billy Crystal uh Bill Murray yeah Bill Murray not a good movie oh it's like was that also inappropriate I feel like that it fell under that PG should have been PG-13 but like came out in the early 80s so it became PG but it was like definitely all about sex at summer camp yeah or stripes I think stripes, stripes was, was R yeah, yeah yeah that was a hard R that had a full nudity in it yeah yeah definitely um, meatballs did not have any nudity but just like a lot of boner jokes and I was just like I don't I don't get it. I want the dinosaur movie, please. <laughs> please, please, mum. <laughs> please, mum, get me the dinosaur movie. Um, but for, yeah, uh, for people who don't know Prehysteria, or pe- I mean, I have a lot of listeners, I feel like, who were born when this like when this movie came out or after. Yeah, 1993, yes, Prehysteria. It, so it came out September 24th, 1993, so a few mm. months after Jurassic Park. But yeah, if you wanted to read the back of the box, we, oh, can, yes. we, can, we can learn what this movie's about. This is a classic back of the box. Something else we haven't talked about. Yes, my show VHS is where I go through my entire collection of VHS tapes. I have uh, almost 400 of them, so I love tapes. I worked at video stores uh, all through college, all through my 20s, and I'd be working at one right now if the internet had taken them out from under me. My dream job. I've never had such a good job. All right. So um, I'm a big proponent for back of the box uh, writing on tapes because it's DVDs. They're not quite the same. And then they don't have that kind of write up on Netflix or anything. There's like a very specific type of copy. um, And this one's very good. All right. Evil archaeologist Rico Sarno, played by Stephen Lee, is about to make history with his latest stolen discovery, five pygmy dinosaur eggs from the prehistoric age. The prehistoric age? There's like so many different ages. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But his plans get scrambled when the eggs accidentally drop into the hands of farmer Frank Taylor, played by Brett Cullen, and his kids Jerry, Austin O'Brien, the last action hero, and Monica, Samantha Mills. It's no previous. Wait, I love that they totally, because Austin O'Brien was in The Last Action Hero, so they like totally wanted to milk that credit. Exactly. And Monica, they're like, I don't know, Samantha Mills or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> she had like nothing going for her. Uh, the Taylor's lonely dog thinks the eggs are hers and hatches five cute and cuddly dinosaurs. Elvis, the Transaurus Rex. Paula, the Brachiosaurus, Jagger, the Stegosaurus, Hammer, the Chasmosaurus, and Madonna, the Pterodon. Danger strikes when Rico and his dopey thugs return from dino napping. (laughs) From taking a nap with dinos? (laughs) I had a little dino nap and then I got up to cause some mischief. (laughs) Can the Taylors save their little friends from becoming 
ancient history. Ooh. A delightful, fun-filled romp for kids of all ages, 2 to 92. What? Wait, does it really say that? Yes. <laughs> what? I didn't even read the back of this box. I, I should have read it. I can't imagine a 92-year-old staying awake through the longest shots where like nothing happens in this movie yeah and it was directed by charles band and albert band a and this moonbeam entertainment which was like a i call it like a cute collective of b-movie filmmakers yeah just Um, uh distributor video distributors that like i'd never even heard of moonbeam before no and but paramount was like the parent company yeah i mean Let's just get out of the way. What did you think? Because, yeah, this was your first time seeing this. I just want to. Yeah. Uh, so I loved watching it, but it's not good. <laughs> like it's <laughs> there. I just have so many questions. And I, I feel that way because I love the concept and I want the same concept, but a better movie. Yeah. And I think we will we'll spend some time talking about. Uh, Peter and Andrea von Shelley. We we can we'll yes. get to them and we'll the spend creators. a lot of we'll spend a lot of time with them because they were really the stars of this. Mm-hmm. Because there's a really unsung great unsung heroes. Unsung heroes. There's a special feature at the end of this that we'll just get out of the way and say probably is even better than the movie. It's the absolute best special feature on a videotape, and a, I am a videotape connoisseur. A video magazine. Oh, so good. I love it so much. But yeah, we'll we'll get to them because we'll end that'll probably be a good thing to end on because it's the most fun part about this. It but, is so stick around. But honestly, I mean I'll say this out of the way too, because I only watched it a couple times as a kid. I remember renting it from Blockbuster. Um I don't remember the like dog wanting to be a mom angle. I That's a hot angle. I they completely like... like blacked that out. Like I just remember it's dinosaurs named after like fun pop culture. You know, musicians. Of course. Like, and it's a pterodactyl that's also Madonna. What? Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, look, it's LA. There's a siren. It's yeah, fun. we're. Um, <laughs> I live right downtown. Yeah, the action a, happens. Yeah, I and I remember it being. I don't know. I don't. These really kids know. are obsessed with their dog's sex life. Yes. Like the amount of times that the little boy. Um, Austin O'Brien from Last Action Hero. Jerry. Jer, Jer. Like, I didn't know that Jer was a nickname for Jerry, which is already a nickname for Gerald, but like they just keep being Jer, 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 Jer. Which you think they would have used at least once in Seinfeld. So yeah, if it wasn't, then it's not a nickname. (laughs) So they say the kids, Jerry and Monica. Um, Monica is like, the 90s girl, big blonde hair, big hoop earrings, very cool crop top and matching shorts or matching skirts ensembles. Um, she only cares about music and boys and painting her toenails <laughs> until the dinosaurs show up and bring her and her brother together. She's a complex figure. She is complex. We, we, we loved her, then we hated her. Yeah, we went back and forth yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot. Yeah, I mean, she was I, compelling. I enjoyed her complexity in this movie like more than the weird, compl- like the sort of incidental complexity they gave the dad. The dad just feels yes. like a product of his time of like there. Here's all this like weird misogyny and sexism, but yet he's still like charming. Where he's like, supposed to be the hip dad too. Yeah. Like he's like a young dad with like sexy like auburn hair that kind of Bruce falls Springsteen, over his... like literally yes. wearing like a tucked in white shirt with a red handkerchief hanging out of the back pocket of those yes. fucking Wrangler jeans. Absolutely, and he always has like this like I'm up to no good kind of mm. half smile. Well, then he's also being like hey young lady you can't defy me so it's like weird and like are you Archie Bunker or are you like new dad yeah it was the yeah the dad was like more of a product of it or like 
yeah, it wasn't, he was just doing things that like now we would just, I mean, we should never find sympathetic, but I think they didn't really know it. Like they were like, oh, it's cute that he like takes her keys and refuses to let her leave. Oh Um, God. Yes. This, this Vicky, Vicky, who uh, runs, well, we should like describe the whole movie probably start to finish. I mean, look, people are going to, we're going to, we're just giving them a taste. I don't (laughs) think we're going to, I'm not really going to be worried about spoilers in these things. Oh no. I mean, Watch it if you can, but like you, can, uh, you should listen to this regardless because yeah, this, we're this, we're having it. Good look, luck finding it too. You had yeah. to hunt it down on eBay. Yeah, yeah, I had to look it up on v- uh, VHS. Look it up on eBay. Um, yeah, I mean, essentially, yeah, that's. I mean, the plot that you describe is pretty accurate to the movie. Um, where yeah, like it opens with this like sort of Indiana Jones yeah, sort of esque adventure. Bad- guy Rico Sarno. Sarno rest in peace Stephen Lee he passed away a few years ago really I was gonna yeah. ask about that because Stephen Lee is actually the one bringing the most acting chops to this yes movie. he was definitely like he's cheesy but he's he's going big and I feel like he's the most convinced like he's, he's the most committed yeah and, and co- yeah committed but you're right though he is like he he's almost like He's like cr- cr- so crass for a villain. Oh, he's got in exactly. a kids movie. Yeah, it was so weird how like he was really slimy. He was sexist. He was racist. Yeah, uh, he was openly so greedy for money that he didn't care what got ruined. He didn't seem to have any passion for antiquities, even though he ran a shop that was like full of them. Yeah, um, he basically. And had like these two goons who were like weird, like meatball stereotypes well, yeah. of like Italian bad guys. I, I was saying it's like they the the filmmakers watched Home Alone and just were like, just do an impression of Joe Pesci from Home Alone. Yeah, and then got like their two uncles who have never acted in their lives to come yeah, do yeah. it. Like they were. They were so bada dumb. bing bada boom. He actually says bada bing bada yeah, I boom. I know that's what's so. But then, like every cut of those guys, it's like they thought the camera would, was done, and like they, they they were out of character when well, they stopped saying their lines. I know it almost makes me think because that was yeah that was the thing. There was a lot of weird like all these takes are way too long kind of thing like you were saying where but oh. it's almost like they thought that they didn't need as much and then when they were cutting the movie together they're like oh wait if we actually cut this movie to when the takes were this movie would be like an 60 hour 60 minutes yeah, yeah. yeah I also feel like it maybe wasn't edited at all like <laughs> they just shot it in order <laughs> yeah it feels like that because they're they like weirdly have all of they do a lot of um just like close-up shots on people's faces that seem like they're supposed to be reaction shots, but then the actors aren't really reacting. Like, it's just their face looking at the camera. Yeah, well, and there's a lot... And surprisingly, there's a lot of handheld, which I kind of liked, but it was just very... It felt like almost like we just are trying to burn... We're just trying to get this movie done in, like, Yeah, it didn't feel like an artistic choice as much as that, like... You weren't supposed to notice it was handheld. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, really, though. I mean, the the you know, yeah. The worst part of this movie is the music, which is <gasps> boop, 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 boop. Like, like it had no tone. Well, to, like, yeah. The, the movie. The movie ends with this almost like we're gonna steal the dinosaurs back from the villain, and it's just like the like this is supposed to be like an Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's yeah. Eight do, heist, do, 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 and do, like do, do. none of that. No, and the music is just like. Yeah, it just doesn't match what's going it's on. It's sort of like whatever that um, sound is on your phone that's always like jaunty walk. And it's yes. like, do, 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 And you're like, do, you guys are do, racing do, do, to rescue do, do. the dinosaurs. Yeah. It was real goofy. It yeah. all seemed like it was totally scored by like the first phone that you got, like yeah. Nokia 1998. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and you know, we're, we're presenting all this stuff now because I think it's, it's kind of setting the stage of like, 
this is your expectation for this movie because it is like it is like to me channeling all these sort of like I mean Homeward Bound also came out the same year mm-hmm. channeling these sort of yeah Amblem Entertainment like there's that warmth of like kids getting in mischievous adventures and like the villains I feel like the early 90s had a ton of like bad guys after children like Blank Check was around yeah, this time yeah. also and like as a kid I was so freaked out at the idea that like bad adults were like obsessed with me (laughs) because it was like every all of these movies had like a kid at the center of like some mishap and then an adult who had no qualms about fucking with a child like yeah that was crazy to me as a kid yeah and and that's what i'm saying it's like there's no spoilers because you know what happens in this movie i mean it's the classic oh you know i mean the whole reason it's like they get these dinosaur eggs which are somehow um preserved in like an ancient aztec refrigerator (laughs) And, yeah. and I, I, the thing that I wrote then, though, and I was like, this is this the dinosaur lover in me is like dinosaurs are the symbol of immortal of immortality or whatever, like the, that idea that that's what these eggs represented, that this person's ancestors are guarded gonna... them or whatever, vaguely whatever. And then, you know, it's that classic mix up where they get the they get a wrong cooler. And then now the kids have to prevent the dad from finding out the dinosaurs. Yeah. Like so the bad guy, Rick Sarno, is the one who like goes to South America to steal these eggs from um a very vague South American culture that the um, director can't decide if they're like Mexican or Brazilian or Native American. Yeah, or Native American. It's just like a hodgepodge. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I wrote it down. I, we didn't mention it when we didn't talk about it when we were recording, but I wanted to save it because it looks like the leftover Legends of the Hidden Temple set. Absolutely. Like they just rented the set for a day just to yeah, like film it. And then like added some dino pictures on it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's it looks exactly like the beginning of arachnophobia where they're like, we're in the jungle. We shouldn't be here. It's fine. Yeah. Like, no, it's never fine. Like if somebody from um, a culture that lives where I'm visiting is like, Oh, this isn't right. I'll be like, cool. Thank you. I believe you. Let's go home now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit friendlier because I mean, he does see the dead body of another like American or, or like white explorer, like pinned up to the wall. Yeah. But I think if this was like a, not a kid's movie, they would, he would have had a buddy that would have been killed by like, that's some true. falling thing or something like that but that's true there isn't enough death in this movie <laughs> i mean i'm just no i was like there's there's guns though there's swearing there's a lot of guns there's a knife to the throat they do <laughs> say a, hell there's a joke about the villain being like do you like to hit women or like push women around and he's like only a little <laughs> that was very funny because that was so like uh, I don't know, knowledgeable as a bad guy. Like he just immediately came out to be like, I do like that. I'm a villain. Yeah. Trademark. But, yeah. <laughs> wink. But it, but in a way, you're right. Like he's the he's kind of the best in this movie because I really believe I like I believe that guy. Yeah. Like he's so gross. And yeah. uh, everyone else was just like, uh, I don't know. I felt like he was the one who was like, this is it for me. This is my big break. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, he's given like a very, he's given like the most clear journey. Whereas, true. Where it's like, you know, right now, I mean, we've been talking and it's like the, the dad is like confusing for us because he's like, Peter Cullen's like total daddy vibes, like 90s, like daddy vibes. Yeah, he's daddy like pretty vibes. sexy. He can't be older than like 34 yeah, at, at the, the time, time which I know. is very strange. Um, and, you know, and his journey is very confusing for us as like modern film goers. And like, 
uh, Samantha Mills. Like she does a lot with Monica because she has to keep changing. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is that they're the two kids. Their mom died. Yes. And so like the whole 90s thing of like, don't you care that mom's dead? Yeah. He's like, I do care, but I'm horny. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which they even say in the movie. These kids say the word horny and in heat constantly yeah. it's so gross to think about like the old man who is like writing the script and being like hey, hey yeah this teenage girl is gonna say the word horny a bunch of times we're gonna have she's a- gonna get bit on the butt by a mini transverse rex the tush the tush <laughs> i hate the word tush yeah, so tush much is no bueno. <laughs> um <laughs> but um you know but it's it's so yeah so monica samantha mills is given some I mean, she's interesting, I think. I, I don't know how people would have looked at it back then, but I, I feel like she's the most interesting because, like we were saying, it's like she's the sister, you know, she's supposed to be, like, antagonistic. And usually in these movies, she's antagonistic the all the way to the time, end. Yeah, but yeah, until, until she the comes end when, around. Yeah, yeah, like a Ferris Bueller sister. Yes, but this one, she goes back and forth. Yeah, because as soon as she actually is very antagonistic until she... Uh, like the it's the younger brother who first finds the dinosaurs first discovers that they took home the wrong cooler from the antiquity store and they took sarno's cooler and then they left their cooler with chicken wings at the <laughs> yeah yeah at the prehistoric shop and so he first discovers it he's kind of trying to hide the dinosaurs from the rest of the family well the, the technically ruby is ruby the dog, dog is the first one who finds it because she's trying to have bait like she's yeah because the dog is sad because they gave her puppies away and she's like i'm must be a mother because the only role for women in this show is mothers and horny ladies. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's to me, it's almost that's more of an iconic image from this movie now is a golden retriever with a bunch of eggs. Oh, my God. It's so cute. She like like hens them. Yeah, like, she hens them all gets on them. And it's just like, these will be my new children. Yeah. Um, The dog is very cute. Very yes. good dog actor. Lots of Great. eyebrow acting. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. I, I think I wrote in my notes, A plus dog fa- dog yeah, acting, dog reactions. She never looks like she's looking off screen at a trainer. Like yeah. she very, very natural. Very dog. committed. So yeah, yeah, Stephen Lee and the dog were the most committed. <laughs> I wish I had the dog's credit, the dog's name. <laughs> maybe that dog was also Comet on Full House because it was really similar looking. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Or <laughs> Airbud. This may be an early Airbud role. Because early... Airbud was like 90, 95. Rest in peace, Airbud. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, shooting baskets with in the sky right with now. Elvis in with heaven. Elvis <laughs> and the mom. Oh my God! The little boy in this sh- movie well, yeah. is obsessed with Elvis in 1993. Yes, which so is so funny. Which is cute. It's like weird the way I feel like because movies a lot of times will use classic rock or like that kind of like older music or no, not even classic rock, but like fifties, like rockabilly and stuff because it's like domain public domain almost. Yeah. And it's also like, Hey, you will get your parents to watch this. If they see that one of the characters is named Elvis, because then the the older adult can relate to the thing that the kid's watching, you know? Yeah, But it's just funny because it's, this is, but this movie is different in the way that like, I feel like a lot of movies just use it and they still like expect you to think that that character is cool. But this movie kind of almost is like, no, this kid's kind of lame for like everyone it. makes fun of him. Yeah. But he's so sweet. He like puts his hair up in like an Elvis quaff and he has his little guitar. Yeah. He has like a full Uncle Jesse in the first 10 minutes and then never really comes up again except for that he names one of the dinosaurs Elvis and he calls his sister babe a lot yeah which is i guess an elvis thing i don't know he's always like settle down little mama (laughs) okay (laughs) you're like that's weird i know on a scale of like um 
like there's like a Jake Lloyd and um, the kid from up at treasure Island. He's like more in that side where he's like kind of sweet. I mean, he's trying to act tough, but I feel like he's never really committed. He's so Cause sweet. again, he keeps asking about his dead mom. He's Oh my God. There's like this breakfast scene. And I got to know where he's just like, dad, do you ever think about mom? Is she in heaven? Do you think about her all the time? Or do you hate her now? Like he like yeah. grills the dad for so long about the dead mom. You have to, you have no idea throughout the movie when she died, how long it's been. Well, I, th- I think the only clue we got was that, um, Monica, the sister, was saying that she's been doing the laundry now for five years because... Yes. Oh, you're right. Because it, it's like, oh, clearly that like... Well, because that's the thing. Even Vicky, like the moment she like spends the night with the dad... Um, uh, and Vicky, uh, we should say, is Sarno's um, assistant because yeah. she's like a archaeology grad major, student? grad student. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's so never really like clear. She's like working for Sarno and she is... She has the heart of gold. She's the good one. She runs the shop. Oh, runs yeah. Shop. Colleen Morris, who's Colleen giving, Morris. you called it Major Brooke Shields vibes, which absolutely. I'm just like, ugh, like those they mom said, jeans for days. It's yes, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. They like, they were like, we need a Bruce Springsteen dad. We need a Brooke Shields girlfriend. We need a Jonathan Taylor Thomas yes. little boy and just some blonde bimbo to be his sister. And yeah. then as many Joe Pesci lookalikes as you can bring in. Yeah. But yeah, I think what I was, but it was that thing of like the moment Vicky like decides to like, cause she was the one flirting with the dad from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then the moment they like hook up or whatever, then she's also making them. But like, like we were saying, it's like the moment, like the sister, it's like the moment that mom dies, it's the sister's responsibility to do the chores. Yes. And then as soon as the new girlfriend's in, then she's doing chores. And I'm like, what? I mean, it's a farm, and it seems like the dad does all the farming stuff on the grape farm. And then well, he also... I thought he was like a scientist, and then he doesn't know what the like azurite or whatever the like. Yeah, it's made like up... I think he's a hobbyist geologist. Oh, okay, okay. Because he has like a little gold panning yeah. thing set up, but then he has a whole grape farm and like walks around in grape boxers that he's like they have grapes on them oh yeah 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 so uh and then he has a bunch of migrant workers which i think is a very weird choice that we were shown that yeah well again i think they i think that's just like a product of the times yeah i guess so and then they were like hey everybody who are like the south american sherpas bring them in to be migrant workers later later on it was like a commentary did i miss the commentary yeah yeah charles and albert band like that was like a thing they were like really calling attention to it yeah and like how we uh, use brown people in America, do our dirty work. Whereas the the family gets to be the idyllic white family, Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> yeah. white picket fence, the whole fucking wow. nine yards. This went right over my head. It's not stupid. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, I was I was saying that like the kid is such a non entity kind of in the movie. Like yeah. he kind of shepherds the, the dinosaurs and stuff, but he doesn't really go on his own journey. He doesn't do anything. No, he's just cute. He's yeah. like got a cute inoffensive face. Uh, he's, Cute and inoffensive. Uh, yeah, he was the boy in My Girl too. So like, they're like, who can we have take over from Macaulay Culkin, beloved child star in the early '90s? Uh, this nice face seems fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just almost like, I mean, you know, uh, like if well, I was gonna say if we had watched Home Alone tonight. The charisma that Macaulay Culkin has in Home Alone. Ugh. This kid doesn't hold a candle. No, he's just looks he's just like a sweet boy that maybe you remember from second grade who like maybe gave you part of a donut at lunch once. Well, and I think that's why like his like his his again, like his um 
his personality doesn't really track where it's like, you're such a sweet boy. Why are you saying like horny and in heat and like commenting on your yeah. like sister's sexuality so much like in your dad's sexuality. But so that's much. the thing like you can, I can actually see how like the dad's like misogyny light would like trickle down because the dad doesn't oh, seem like an asshole. Like yeah. Sarno is the asshole. The dad's supposed to be like this. What? I'm just a mischievous little farm boy. Scamp. Yeah. yeah I'm a scamp. I'm just going to steal your keys and make you spend the night. Baby, it's cold outside. Stay <laughs> in. Like he is so gross. And it's so weird to me that right after the scene where he tries to take Vicky's keys to force her to come over and hang out it's like she came over there to stay with you yeah you don't have to take her keys from her plus that's exactly what sarno the bad guy had done in the last scene was take her keys from her and i was just like this woman needs some time on her own and to stop cleaning up all these men's messes yeah like she's gorgeous like hit the town lady go out do your own thing well that's yeah and that's what i was like thinking of it's like to to sh- to watch those scenes back to back was like so shocking. Where it was just such like, a weird because I feel like they didn't even think. Oh, about they didn't it. think about it that way for sure. Um, but I was going to say we've been talking about the people a lot. But uh, what did you think of oh the my dinosaurs? God, you're right. <laughs> well, the dinosaurs. I mean, they're cool, but they honestly don't even really do that much. They in the don't movie. do that much, but they are so cute. Oh, they're this like the whole movie is just them being like. Wah! It's the cutest noises you've ever heard. You're like, it's hard on the human vocal cords to make that dino noise. Well, I was going to say hard on the human vocal cords, except for Frank Welker, who's the voice of Megatron in the original Transformers cartoons. He was the lions from The Lion King. He is probably one of the most accomplished in like legendary voice actors in the industry's Nibbler and Futurama. Yes. Um, oh, but like makes the cutest sounds. But yeah, it, that that's the weird thing about the dinosaurs. Yeah, because they're pygmy dinosaurs. So they're like five, they almost look like your sort of like your plastic toys. Well yeah, I was gonna would. say, like for for listeners, like go back and listen to the dinosaurs episode with Luce. Like we had a we had that kind of discussion about, you know, I mean sure the Jurassic Park toys are great and amazing, but there is there's they almost look more like these sort of iconic generic dinosaur toys of our Youth. With the really bright pinks and the bright yellows and bright the neon greens. greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they are um puppets and they're sort of animatronics. Mm-hmm. But they're really they're pretty good. They look like stop motion animation. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which I, I thought know. it was too. But yeah, they didn't say anything about stop motion. No, they look so after the video magazine at the end, they do this amazing behind the scenes yes. look at like all the animals and how they're all robotic and the I puppeteers mean and the puppeteers. They said they had uh at least eighteen puppeteers on set and it's for five dinosaurs. That's pretty that's some kind of amazing. Yeah, and they had like this huge, like just giant like so many coils yeah like a like a fist of coils just like running from like each dinosaur it was uh it seemed like pretty technologically advanced like i would say most of the budget went to the dinosaurs yes but in some ways that it still was like they were so limited because they couldn't really walk very much like no they again yeah it looked like stop motion they moved like kind of herky-jerky yeah but they were still so cute like i don't think I don't think they looked cheesy. Like kids no, no, today no. might think that since they get to see like the best digital animation. But yeah. like I I think that the dinosaurs are really compelling and obviously it's like the reason that we ultimately enjoyed the movie. Yes. You keep watching it. But yeah, I guess in some ways it's like I almost wanted them to be more involved, but it was like mm-hmm. they had their own little vignettes and skits, but then the moment that the humans like had to really do any action, it was like they just had to pick them up like You're dolls. You're spot on. Yeah, this <laughs> d- it's the hu- it's the fact that uh the humans had way more screen time than yeah, the dinosaurs, yeah. but 
the humans wouldn't even be there if it wasn't for the dinosaurs. Like people are coming for the dinosaurs and then they're being real stingy with them. On yeah, screen. yeah. Well, no, because I mean, some of our favorite scenes, I mean, there's a scene where they're all dancing to some rockabilly uh, artist and that yes. is that is a great scene. It's just so fun. And then they figure out, I forget, is that, is that before or after they learn how to like unlock the door? I think it's after. Yeah. But yeah, but, because that was when he put had to put their lock back on to like trap them in there. And then he's like, you stay in there. But I'm sorry, I will put on some rock and roll for you. Yeah. And then the dinosaurs all just like jam out and you see their little like feet Toast tapping. tapping and stuff. Ugh. Oh my God, it was so cute. Like that could have been a good portion of them. Like if this was a musical, that would have been fine with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, it almost, yeah, you think they would have incorporated more of the music and them and stuff. But. Yeah, like the thing that's weird to me is like this is like a corny essentially but like they instead of leaning into the corn and making it like really big and campy they almost like pull back and keep trying to legitimize it which like they obviously can't do with their level of talent and their budget and no. i wish they would have just been like let's just make this tits to the glass insane well yeah it's that thing of like the dinosaurs it's like the movie just really like i mean maybe we'll talk more about the ending later but like the movie just ends like you think there'd be a scene where the dinosaurs help break free themselves you know but that, they never do that exactly here's okay so i had i am left with questions um number 1 why are they small yes we never figure we that never we just know. we just i think it was just maybe them being on ice like cuz they get called runts you know yeah and the- <laughs> Like, because they were in this, like, frozen Aztec or Mayan temple for 65 million years, they're tiny now. Yeah. Um, So, like, that kind of, I was like, I feel like we should spend more time on that. Another thing, this isn't a question, but, like, no one has the right reaction to these dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. So, what? yeah, when they first see them, I mean, it's just sort of like, oh, Ruby had babies and they're dinosaurs. Yeah, like, people... It's like if a bird gets trapped in an airport and you're like, there's a bird in here. Yeah. It's, like, surprising because it's not... You're not used to it, but you're like, it's still a bird. Yeah. So they treat them like it's just like a family of hedgehogs got in instead of being like, these are dinosaurs. Extinct dinosaurs. And tiny. Like, there's so many things about it that are weird. And they feed them dog food. Yeah. Like, and there's this whole thing throughout, like, like halfway through. Yeah. Well, yeah, the vegetarians aren't even eating vegetables or the, you know. Yeah, they don't even show them. The vegetarians, herbivores. Jesus Christ, Stephen. (laughs) Halfway through, they like. So, like, the kids are trying to keep the dinosaur secret from their dad, and, like, Monica is totally in on it, and that brings, like, Monica and the the boy together. What is his name? Jerry. Jerry. Jer. Jer. Jer and Mon Jer. come together to keep these dinosaurs from their dad. Which then, I liked. I liked that stuff of them. I liked them together. I like them together, too, because they don't seem like they're more than a couple years apart. Yeah. Uh, like, middle school versus high school, maybe. And uh, but then the dad finds out about the dinosaurs when the dinosaurs, the, the Brachiosaurus nudges the little lock off the door. It's like uh, like one up and down kind of bolt lock. And it's so much like what a kitty would do. Yeah. Like I looked at it. Yes, they're very cat like. Um, and it was really sweet. And they all get out and they all go straight to the kitchen. And it's sort of like the scene in Gremlins where they're like all over gone crazy in the kitchen. Yes. And the dad comes in and he's like, my kids have been up to something. And then one by one, each dinosaur like reveals himself, starting with like the Tyrannosaurus Rex Elvis, who like pops his head straight through a bag of chips. Like a Looney Tunes style. Yes, it is like 
Looney Tunes. Yeah. And it's so it's so great. And he's surprised by it. And he's like the only one who's surprised, but almost immediately accepts it. No, everyone kind of accepts their sort of what's happening pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a 120 minute or this is this is an 80 minute movie. You don't have time to, to, to sort of have an existential <laughs> crisis about extinct creatures from the past have come back. Steven, I want to remake this movie. Yeah, I think we could do it better. Yes. But yes, I mean, so, so yeah, that's the reality of the movie. Like, we'll just, you know, overall, you know, it's this thing of like, okay, now that we have all accepted the dinosaurs, now we're a family to defend the farm against the bad guys. Yeah, the bad guys want to come and like take the dinosaurs back because they want to yeah, yeah. do like a King Kong exhibit. kind of exhibit of the dinosaurs but in, at the museum. In which, Visalia, which yes. you know, Golden State Killer was roaming around Amazing. at the same time. Or, well, he was retired at this point. But well, like, we're wondering if maybe he saw this in the theater with his girls. Oh, Can you imagine? Yeah. It's so disturbing. Um, But like... Yeah, it's so again, this is this it's a very predictable formula and then, you know, but then, I still like my other question is like he does this big premiere of the dinosaurs. He's trying to once he takes them from the family. Um there's a switcheroo and they never get displayed, but uh, and the family just takes them back to their home. Two questions. One, how is he doing this exhibit at a museum which he doesn't work at? You can't just like present yeah. um natural history artifacts like first of all he wouldn't get to keep them he keeps talking about how he's going to be a millionaire like but then he takes him to a museum so then he's not going to make money because no. museums and there was also no museum officials he was like running this press conference on the museum steps him and his him and his his italian mob mob uh, yeah his who, muscle who like still go through this plan and he's like i'm gonna make millions and they're like oh can we renegotiate because like he, he's only gonna give him like a thousand bucks for this heist <laughs> yeah and then they're like okay like can we even renegotiate for 1200 at least and yeah. he's like yeah fine 1200 like oh my god but yeah and so yeah so it's like all leading up to this to this um yeah to this museum opening and then there's like kidnapping and again you know but the but the part of the movie that takes a lot of time which i think was our least favorite part was this the subplot of of monica all of a sudden turning bad again because she's jealous that um that her dad is had you know has a new girlfriend yeah vicky because vicky um again um colleen morris my um the uh, archaeologist grad student, yeah, yeah. Brooke Shields cousin, lookalike. My cousin, Colleen Morris. Aww. No, no. Tell her we said hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she's hot. I can't call her my cousin. <laughs> Shit. Um, she's but, very hot. She's like top... Uh, 90s babe. Yeah, total. absolutely. But, um, but yeah, then Monica gets upset because they spend she's like, so much time on that. mom. They do... Re and it's like, we got to have some heart, but they don't realize that the dinosaurs are the heart. And like, I mean, I'm luckily I've never had a parent die but like five years like your dad can't have a girlfriend after five years yeah well and to me know. that's the part of the movie where it's like it, it, it's a weird part of the movie in a way because at this point everyone's joined forces and then all of a sudden the movie kind of like like reverses gears yeah well sarno point. comes to their farm he takes all the dinosaurs with his uh, mobster friends and he kidnaps their dog and kidnaps vicky yeah and instead of calling the police or chasing after them they just go inside and eat lunch what almost seems like it's like they've just decided the dad's just like no, we're just moving on we're yeah we're never gonna oh my god can you imagine that it's like <laughs> Cause you know, cause, well, because you know, like on um, there was the MFM where we did the secret lives. Like, what if I got an email that yeah. was like, like from um, from Monica or from Jerry being like, 
Well, yeah, and so you know that's just a thing we never talk about. That like, you we know, you know a, like, one yeah, ten years ago, like when I was a kid, like fifteen years ago, or you know, or the, I mean, this movie is twenty five years old. Yeah. Twenty five years ago, when I was eleven, um, we discovered, uh, you know, five dinosaurs had come back to life, um, and you know, after our mom had died a few years earlier, and then you know, uh, my dad like was falling for this woman who worked for this evil bad guy, and then they kidnapped our dog. Uh, his new girlfriend, this you know, brilliant archaeologist, and the dinosaurs, and we never spoke of it again. No, and I haven't talked to my dad, and I've changed my name. Yeah, I've... like those kids were traumatized. They had guns in their faces, and then they're just eating salad in the next scene. Like it's insane. Yeah, no, I can't believe police are never called or any other official like scientist. Yeah, never well, gets see, involved. It's, it's almost like yeah, well, yeah, it's it's well because the movie like. The heist is like five, like the, the climax of the movie is five minutes. Yeah, and it's, it's really quick and nobody tries to really foil them. They all race into... Well, it's already been planned out. Like yeah. that's the thing that's that's like rewatching it was so funny to me because it's like you get the idea that like the dad is going to go and like I'm going to rescue those dinosaurs for my kids and we're all and like he brings the kids which is nice because usually there's like a 10 minute thing of like oh I'm not going to bring you guys yeah I can't put you in danger and he's like nah just come along. Yeah. Um, and then... Get but in then, danger. But then when you get to the... Um, when they get to the museum, it's like, oh, Vicky already worked all this out. Yeah. She already planned with the the janitor, the very creepy janitor who oh, ends up being nice. We don't even talk about the creepy janitor <sighs> whose name is what? Mr. White. And oh. then he also his like defining feature is that he is like milky white. <laughs> he like, just has like a fluid skin or something. Yeah. Like he looks like one of those kids who is like always sick and wiping their nose on their shirt oh, sleeves. I don't even think he he must have a credit. Yeah, I mean, he's the only other one who has lines. Well, let's not forget. I mean, he's not whitey. I mean, yeah, he's one, whitey. He is whitey. Tom he, Williams. Uh, that's he, his name, whitey. And he also looks like one of those rats with the pink eyes and the really pink ears. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tom Williams. Tom Williams. He that character wasn't fleshed out. He was creepy at first and then he was like a hero at the end. Yeah, it's like a, it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a misdirect. Um, you know, um, uh, and then, well, we can't forget Monica's boyfriend. Yes. Danny. Oh, uh, brain dead. Brain dead Danny. I was going to say brain dead dairy. Dairy. You know, that classic nineties name dairy. Okay. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about, um, oh, baby kitty's drinking (laughs) your beer. (laughs) Uh, baby kitty star of the per cast, uh, loves alcohol. Hell yeah. She's a party animal too. Yeah, 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 exactly. What was it? A party animal? Uh the world's oldest party animals. <laughs> Are you a world's oldest party animal? But they're also like just hatched. So they're kind of like the world's youngest party animals at the same yeah. time. Well, again, they didn't really party too much. No, there's just only that one scene of them dancing to the music. I was led to believe there'd be more dino parties. <laughs> more d- dino partying. Like, listen, if this movie could be like a rated R, like sex rom-com kind yes. of movie, like they could be getting drunk. Like, how funny would it be to have like drunk dinosaurs? Well, I was going to say, it almost reminds me of like, did you ever see that T-Rex on Vine who just does all that cocaine like back in the day? No. There were, what? There were, like there was just like a hand puppet T-Rex that actually looks like the T-Rex in this, but he's green. And it's just like. <laughs> I love cocaine. And it's just like all these videos. Like they were like 
peak vine era like like wow. thing. they're just so absurd okay so i'll include a link in the notes to them i'm yes i i misunderstood half of what you said and because <laughs> we live in los angeles i thought that you were saying that there was a guy who did a hand puppet on vine like hollywood and vine like oh down where all the tourist <laughs> stuff happens and because there are to- so many people dressed up and so many people on cocaine that i was like there's just some guy doing cocaine and having his hand puppet do cocaine yeah and they're getting tips in hollywood like i was my mouth was like all the way down to my chest like i was just like i can't believe i've missed this i mean it's real i mean i did see um a jack sparrow kidnap a child once it looked like it to me like you know how like if you take a picture with the people who are dressed up non-licensed characters on hollywood boulevard you're supposed to pay them but they don't make it super obvious and so i was at a light i wasn't even out and about i was just like at a light and i witnessed this scene of like a kid getting his picture taken with a fake jack sparrow and then it looked like he wasn't getting paid and then it looked like he had his arm around the kid and then was running with him like across the street and i was like wait wait is this a kidnapping and then it was a green light shit question question it was probably just an elaborate bit but because i didn't see the end of it or you know couldn't hear any of it i was just like oh no real crime well look i mean he's a pirate what is he gonna what is he gonna do yes exactly (laughs) and then like he like was shanghaied and put on the high seas and now that kid is he's mopping decks yeah yeah he's mopping decks mopping those poops all right okay all right let's not get into it down yeah we don't have to take it down to like the dirty t-rex munching tushes yeah oh yeah look yeah this movie there's a hard tush munch which again again like oh (laughs) Oh, you doing all that that t-rex cocaine yeah exactly um again there's an the old man wrote this screenplay and he had to write dinosaur pinches like teen girl on the butt yeah like that's so gross to me yes well and also because we were going to talk about dane bread dane bread i can't even speak uh dead brains speaking of dead brain yes dead brain danny also you you pointed out because i hadn't even thought of that it was it was just like it was again watching like the Polly Shore '90s movies and being like, "Let's make like a a, a safe for kids version." They of absolutely Shore. were like, "Son-in-law, cool, Encino man, all right, wheeze the juice, and then do a Polly, your best Polly Shore impersonation." And then this fucking dude rolls up and is like, actually very sweet, like Polly Shore was in a lot of his movies. His character was like very nice, just dumb, which I feel like is a character we don't get like dumb guys anymore. Yeah, but like. I find like dumb guys in who are innocuous and like aren't actually shitty people to be very sweet and compelling in movies. Yeah. Um, and his whole thing was really just like, oh, dude, bitchin' threads. He like complimented Monica's outfit. He like pretty much picked her up whenever she wanted. She was really just using him for his wheels, like bodacious she even, Jeep. She even admits it. Yeah. he's like, you're not just using me because I'm the I'm the I'm the only sophomore with a car, right? She's like, no, I mean, it's because you're so smart. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ouch. Damn, like, Monica. Monica, you're not like tearing up the SAT either. Oh shit. Like, you guys are well matched. Yep, that's right. Shots fired at somebody who's probably, I don't know, 20 years older than me. Yeah. It's yeah. so weird when you watch kids and then you like look at pictures of them now and then you're like, oh, it seems like you're a kid, but like you're not. You're a total grown up now. Well, yeah, it's just weird because we've, yeah, we've internalized what their childlike self looks like. So it's like, that's why like we will always see Leonardo DiCaprio as like a child, you know? Yeah, that's for the best though, because he didn't age into those looks. Yeah. Or he like refuses to be sexy now, which is obnoxious. Oh. 
I'm, is this the Leonardo uh, DiCaprio podcast? Thank goodness. I've got a I like lot of feelings. Take. I like this take. I just feel like he looks paunchy all the time and it's not fair. Why does he get to be paunchy and date supermodels when he is technically hot and he's just being like, too bad. You don't get it. He should have to look like he does in the Great Gatsby movie all the time. That's what he really looks like. Yeah. It's not fair. Or he should get to he should date regular looking women. But why does he get to be with sexy women all the time and then be like, guess what? I'm number one schlub. <laughs> Like, no, you're not. And then it's just Titanic over and over and over in my head. I, I, that's solid. He's those tendrils in his face, dusting his eyelashes. So beautiful. <laughs> when I was a teenager, I had a full half wall devoted to Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, my God. Yep. I tore him out of every magazine. 17, teen, YM, sassy. You didn't, had, you didn't have Elvis posters no, perfectly uh, framed on the ceiling? No, I had a full Leonardo wall. And then I had a side hotties wall, which was uh, what I called my Ryan Freddie Paul wall. <laughs> And that was pictures of Ryan Phillippe mixed with pictures of Freddie Prince Jr. mixed with pictures of Paul Walker. R.I.P. I love you. That's a that's a solid trio. I thought so. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And then as I realized that I was bisexual, I started like putting like Victoria's Secret models sort of like <laughs> around the outside edges of it. Peppering the edges. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I didn't want to. I made an excellent collage. Like I'm top notch at collaging and I didn't want to fuck it up by taking it all down. So I was just like, let's just adam around the sides so it was really just seemed like a bunch of victoria's secret models like flocking to the like <laughs> sexy boys uh, do you have any pictures of this collage i think that i do that's amazing i'll look for it because i remember when uh before i moved to college i took pictures of my room the way it was before i started taking stuff down to move to college because my room was epic like it was like this now but like every square inch like you couldn't see a wall like any piece Whoa. of the wall like it was just like floor to ceiling collages that's really cool yeah that. it was great and then cat shutters <laughs> hell yeah if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My mom bought me these like very specific hand-painted carved wooden shutters that looked like cats. They were cool. I was a cool person. I mean, look. <laughs> uh, that's... 
that's the kind of cool that's like that they, they can never take that away from you. <laughs> no. you know? no, they can't. And I'm still proud. <laughs> this is not this is not public domain cool, you know, that they try to pass off and Yeah. Again, you can't like package this. <laughs> this is I anarchy. Mean, well again, and like that I mean again that you know, like the movie never tries to put that into play. It just becomes scenes of like just people arguing with like guns and like sharing the dinosaurs back and forth and then yeah yeah and you don't even really it's interesting it's one of the few movies with kids where you don't really spend any time in their rooms like in the very beginning they're introduced in their rooms but i feel like in the room ever again never again um madonna when they when madonna first flies up and how mono like the the pteranodon yeah yeah. that's right that's right i keep calling her a pterodactyl i always i don't know why What's the difference between a pterodon and a pterodactyl? Um, they have like a different like head piece. I don't. I think like are they alive uh, at different times? Well, no. I think I think one of them isn't actually a real <gasps> flying reptile. Like it's a brontosaurus situation. Oh no! I feel like such a noob. No, but I don't know either. Okay. I don't actually know the difference. I thought like um like in my mind the ter- like or the pteranodon isn't really real. And like Jurassic Park has kind of just used it as like a catch all term for just like a marine reptile. Interesting. Yeah. Or sorry, a flying reptile. So, yeah, because it's like, well, in the new movies, they have a dimorphodon, which is just like the like pug flying (laughs) reptile. Right. But like, yeah, pteranodon and pterodactyl and like those ones, it's kind of like interchangeable at this point. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, the the again, and it's like. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, really, if anything, it's just you want more from the dinosaurs in this movie. Yeah, because it's they have. I feel like, um, I feel like uh, Madonna gets a lot of starring stuff. She gets to fly yeah. around. She's the only dinosaur that doesn't get kidnapped, dino napped. Right, dino napped. Um, <laughs> obviously, because right, she can fly away. Yeah, so, so she flies away and kind she of she perches on Monica's shoulder a lot, yes. which is really cute and yeah. humanizes Monica. Very much so. And shout out to, because in the bonus feature, I think it was the part that you missed that um, there's a, I, I didn't get her full name, but uh, Connie was the sort of suit operator because um, oh. Samantha Mills like wore a jacket that was connected to a lot of those cables. And so when they had Madonna oh. on her shoulder, it was oh. this woman, Connie, who was like operating it. She's so, like a robotic jacket on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like underneath her outfit. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy because she's wearing all those crop tops. So it's like. Yeah, she wears a lot of crop tops. <laughs> yes. Wow, Again, I think really there was one moment in the movie where we're like, we wanted the like dad and the daughter to make out because like, because she was like, oh, daddy, like I want to be, I want you, like I hate you, daddy. Like she just yeah, kept saying it so much. Daddy, why are you seeing this new woman, daddy? And then he actually says, are you jealous? I know. I was like, my <laughs> mouth was open when I saw that. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, my mouth is open and vomit flew out of it. I like, love that it was... Isaac was like, kiss, kiss. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Isaac is my boyfriend who left the room when it was over, but he... Uh, I feel like we all had so much fun while we were watching yeah, it. And yeah. that's what I want to like get across the most is it's like, it's one of those movies that's uh, so bad. It's good. Yeah. It's not like one of those movies that are just like, this is legitimately awful in all ways. Like it's very fun. It's chaotic. It's like very strange. And uh, obviously it, there's like a ton to dissect about it. Well, yeah. And I think it's, it's nostalgic in the way that we're nostalgic for those types of movies, but yeah. I wouldn't say, 
I'm necessarily nostalgic for this movie in particular. I think that because makes sense. I, I remember enjoying it a lot as a kid, but I don't necessarily remember. The only thing that really like was special to me about this movie as a kid, and I wish that there was more of it, was the greenhouse that Vicky built. Yeah, that, halfway through the movie, Vicky builds this greenhouse for like the dinosaurs to live in. Yeah, basically she spends the night and then everyone wakes up in the morning and she's like, I've built an entire greenhouse. Yeah, like at, like he passes out after like half of Mike's Hard Lemonade, the dad. <laughs> and then and she has like half a glass of like rosé. Yeah, and then like straps on a tool belt and like configures this whole thing. And then they keep saying after that, when Sarno is trying to kidnap the dinosaurs, she keeps saying they can't live outside of the greenhouse or they will die. And they live for like a week in their basement on dog food before that. So it's like that this doesn't track. But yeah, the greenhouse for me is something that I... I really like that as a kid because like when I would play with my Jurassic Park toys, like it would be like that kind of experience for me where like like before my grandma moved in, we had this extra office that I would like set up all my dinosaurs, all my Jurassic Park toys. And then I would like take plants from outside and make like a little like setup, you know, and like just would play with all my Jurassic Park toys and everything. Uh, So for me, like that's the image that I kind of remember most from the movie is like that little greenhouse, that little space for the dinosaurs. And it's like. Because we were talking earlier about how, like, the middle of the movie is taken up by this weird, like, daughter jealousy against the new girlfriend subplot that, right. like, I was like, I wanted to see more of the dinosaurs in that moment. And, yeah, like, the dinosaurs are great in the movie, I think. And, again, it's only in retrospect how we're like, oh, we want to see more of them. But just because it's, like, they have the the, the Chasmosaurus and the Stegosaurus, Paula and – or, no, wait, Paula's the Brachiosaurus, mm-hmm. um, Hammer and Jagger. And I feel like they're not given enough to do. No, and every time the – cameras on the stegosaurus it has the sweetest little face (laughs) oh my god it has a sweet face it looks like it's smiling all the time (laughs) oh my god and i can't emphasize enough how they absolutely look like your plastic toys from when you're a kid but they're yeah they're i mean again this movie unlike carnosaur which um i covered uh which was the first cinematic cinematic attractions episode with brenna white who's sitting over here on the floor right now nearby um, who she's going to be back for another episode. Well, actually, I was going to say I'm recording this out of order. She, you will have already heard her uh, in the Land Before Time episode. Um, but uh, and Courtney Medencia and Chris Bramante, uh, Carnosaur was also released the same year as Jurassic Park and as this movie. Interesting. Yeah, and also We're Back, which is the other a Dinosaur Story movie. Oh, We're Back is another one I've never seen that I want to yes. see. So all of these dinosaurs remove- movies were released the same year. Fascinating. But, but it's I, like uh, The Illusionist and The Prestige. Yeah, like, yeah. what is that? It's like somebody gets a script or there's rumblings and then they're well, like, all right, well, we've all got to produce a dinosaur movie. Well, like you pointed out, like this movie came out a few months after... Uh, Jurassic Park, which means that it clearly was in production way before. Yeah, or Jurassic Park was way before. I don't know. Well, they had like a larger. No, because Spielberg was so efficient. He filmed it in the summer of 92 and it came out the summer of 93. I had no idea. Wow, really? That was efficient. Yeah, because basically he filmed up um, filming in the summer, moved on to visual effects, and then he went off and filmed Schindler's List in the winter. Wow. Yeah. So. uh, Change in theme. Yeah, I know. Going from (laughs) one to the other. Um, but what I think happened there, like, I think the reality was, is that when the script was sold, like then the rights were purchased to mm-hmm. it. I think everybody just knew that this, like, cause dinosaurs were already popular cause the land before time was 88. Yeah. So I think that people just knew that this was like, this was their opportunity to cash Dino in fever. Yeah. yeah. And so, but I think this movie holds up better and I think is more enjoyable beyond the context of Jurassic Park. Cause it's not really trying to compete with it. It's almost like, it's totally different. Like Jurassic Park was like. Oh, like bringing dinosaurs back to life. They're real. They're um, 
majestic real animals where this is like the cute angle like this is the cute fun yeah and then the warming kind of thing exactly the man who actually created the story didn't write it but created um the story and then did the storyboards and the dinosaurs with his wife oh yeah well let's use this opportunity Uh, to talk about peter von shelley and andrew von shelley yes andrew von shelley they were a delight like definitely a couple that if it was now they would be so cool and they'd have an instagram with like fifty three thousand followers yeah but like then hard nerds yeah well they were like yeah like couple in their like probably mid 40s or are, we just aging, are we just aging them up because everyone they're like always 90s. looked older because they had like the glass, the Dwight glasses yes. and like bad hair and like 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 blacks, like matching black matching sweaters black. and mom jeans with like huge. They almost look like they'd be. They were like wearing the same outfit that that like turtleneck rock um, <laughs> photo is. Yeah, and yeah, they were they. The idea originally was like that's what was funny when the credits opened. It was like idea by Peter von Shelley, and we're like. Who's this random guy that has this idea for a movie? Yeah, and then, like doesn't write the script or do anything. But it turns out he, um, and then Andrea von Shelley, they yeah, are they're, they're dinosaur artists and sculptors and sculptress. Sculptress excuse was me. her name. Official which I think title. Is so in the, funny in the video's own bonus feature. If you're a woman, you're a sculptress. Sculptress, <laughs> but like. Basically, it was like he had a dream about like a childhood dream about the idea of like, I think he says in the feature, like, oh, I had a dream about having dinosaurs as pets and stuff. And I think that's like such a real relatable dream. I that's think that's saying. like the core of this movie is exciting because when you're a kid and you're like, what if these toys were alive and I got to like have them? Yes. And so in some ways, that's why I think both of us in retrospect are like we wanted more of the kid with his dinosaurs. And it's almost that's it immediately kind of gets movie. taken away from it. You know? Yeah. It yeah. Kinda, like, the family drama it. isn't good because they're not good actors. And so the fact that they make us watch it is excruciating. And the fact that their fucking edits are the worst I've seen in a long time. Long takes, long eyes, like just people staring at each other. Could you just like imagine like when you like a really good drama where you're like, wow, look at the tension in their eyes and you see someone's face kind of changing and taking information. And then then just think about people who aren't good actors. The same long take. Just blinking. Blank. Blank. Yeah. (laughs) Just like. Mm, I need some more food. Like, yeah, yeah. That seems like just the worst fucking acting I've seen in a while. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And again, that's the thing we wanted more of the boy and his dinosaur adventures or the yeah. boy and his, like this, the, the, the siblings and the right. Dinosaur. And I think bad acting is okay when it services a larger, more interesting plot. Yeah. Um, so it's just a, that's where I'm like, Steven, I really think we should remake this yes, movie. I think like, I, my fingers are like itching to like rewrite this script. Because then, also the name. Can we just talk about how good the name is? Yes. Prehysteria with an exclamation point. I love a movie title that has punctuation. Yeah, and it was seen as a. Um, it was seen as a uh, Beatlemania. That was the reference. That's what the creator, yeah, yeah, Peter said. Who like? Okay, so in the video magazine at the end, yes. he he is the sweetest man alive, and is like. Hey, maybe if you like dinosaurs as much as I love dinosaurs when I was a kid, you'd be interested in drawing them. Yeah. I love to draw dinosaurs. Let me show you how. I'll give you some ideas. It was like a total is Toad's uh, tutorial, like it's ASMR. So... I was getting some mad ASMR vibes from it. Because he had like the lowest, most gentle voice when he was telling you how to draw a dinosaur calf. Yeah. <laughs> like... 
<laughs> here, and you can also draw dinosaurs because it's fun. <laughs> yes, like, yeah, exactly. It was like Bob Ross, but for dinosaurs. Yes, which is just like everything. <gasps> but yeah, so, so, sweet. so yeah, we were saying it's like, this was like, and they were on set, like Peter was doing storyboards and all the dinosaurs, The the um, Andrea d- designed all the dinosaurs. Yes, and then, so after he shows us, after the movie's over and he there's the puppeteering and then he shows us how to draw dinosaurs, so sweet. Then she comes on and is like, hey, if you love making things and dinosaurs, maybe you'd like to sculpt a dinosaur. Let me show you how. And I'm like, yes. And then we're watching it and we're like, we're, our attention is so wrapped. Like we're, in it, I think we were both leaning yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. We, as if we to talked crawl way less screen. watching that than we <laughs> yes. when we watched Prehistoric. It was silent in here, and then I was like, "I think I want to learn how to sculpt dinosaurs." And you're like, "I think I do too." Yeah, because like, it makes sculpt. She did a really great job with the tutorial. It makes it look pretty easy. And I was like, "Yes, my new life sculpting dinosaurs is about to begin." Yeah, like. It's oh. like I love that video. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Peter and Andrea Von Shelley. I really like I hope them they're a still lot. kicking around. Like, I know. I meant to look that up before we started recording. You know, they live on in our hearts, I think. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I um, hope they're still making things. Yeah. Um, I would love to. <laughs> I hope that we're the cause of their like new career Resurgence? renaissance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, those the dinosaurs were beautiful and charismatic and had so much like yeah. life to them. And I think that speaks a lot to them specifically the best parts about it's so interesting so they he didn't write any of it uh but the best the best parts about the movie the concept the dinosaurs the overall arc was thanks to peter and andrea yeah so the best parts are them everything else was this like father son duo that like wrote and directed and they were like oh such a bummer yeah well yeah well and you're right and you just made me realize too it's like they really are the heart and soul and so it's like clearly they had this great idea and really had this beautiful, um, very poetic like love of dinosaurs. Yes, yeah, sincere, that is sincere, earnest. Like I really like felt what every moment that they were saying, mm-hmm. and then you realize, oh, it's just this like, like, like. St- Sea level Roger Corman, kind yes, of like, like goofy. Well, let's caper. see if we can just kind of like invest in this. Hey, we could throw like a hundred, a hundred bucks at these guys, <laughs> and they can make our movie. You know, like I know, very, like, huckster. How much did you? How much do you think this cost? Ooh, like, ooh, is the budget for this even online? I'm gonna say, um, well, wait, wait, see, what, the puppeteer. What is Brenda? Wait, wait. My guess was nine million. No, nine million. I was gonna say eight hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> well, but then I think I think a lot of money went into the animatronics of it. That's true, but I almost feel like maybe because Michael Rapaport was the animatronic or the like animatronics Wait, guy. That can't be true. I think that's what his name was. I think I think I Is saw it him just there. another Michael Rapaport. Oh, uh, maybe because there's like the guy who's always like a bully and everything. Oh yeah, I mean maybe his name is also we look Michael him up Rappaport. on IMDb. He's like Michael Rapaport too. Yeah, he's like the guy who's the cop in Friends that shoots the bird out of Phoebe's window. And then he's in the movie Bamboozled. He's like the white guy in Bamboozled. And then he's like really insane fan in a movie with Patton Oswalt. Let's see. I'm loading up the trivia soundtracks. She's Got to Be Somebody by Donna Christie is one of the songs. Yeah, there's a soundtrack, which I don't understand because they literally just had that like crazy bad jazz the entire time. And then two... Yeah, there's Rip no budget for this online. It was just made it it's made it was just made on favors, honestly, probably. It was just like A hundred million dollar in rentals. That makes sense because the box the box art is great. 
we'll put that online i'm sure yeah. and like i said the description on the back you guys heard it straight from my lips it's a great description um, evil archaeologist is such a great way to start a story yeah. line. no and it, he is he's evil right away he's like extremely racist doesn't listen to the guides who are trying to show him around yeah yeah and it's just like sweaty and like clumsy and yeah, like yeah. I feel like that thing that like movies in the 90s and even now I feel like we've moved away from this finally but they were just like you know who the bad guy is this fat sweaty dude and yeah like, oh god being fat doesn't mean you're bad yeah but they really did go out of their way to be like this dude's gross yeah yeah, yeah. in all ways yeah um I mean, I'm trying to think I mean I mean really I mean that's kind of I felt like kind of what I really wanted to end on is just talking about how great Peter and Andrea were. Like Peter I mean, and Andrea they, are treasures. Yeah. They were just, I mean, again, they just felt like they were these like sweet people who had a dream. And these were the people who were, who were, who wanted to fund it, you know? And they, yes. they, 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 you know, as much as they were like, well, they're us. They love dinosaurs. Yeah. Like I could see them being on this podcast and being like here's what i love about oh dinosaurs that okay so i think that you should try to get them on the podcast i would love to chat with them but um yeah i mean they were really the heart and soul and i think that that's really again because the dinosaurs were so great and again i think because they weren't trying to compete with jurassic park i think it really holds up in a way that carnosaur which i which i had watched for the first of these these um this segment that's more trying to cash in that was way more cashing in because they were like we're gonna try and come out before jurassic park to beat him where this movie's like look we're just making a fun little b movie so what (laughs) what the hubris we're gonna try to beat steven spielberg and come out in theaters like three weeks before that's so goofy yeah like at least asylum video is like we're gonna come out direct to video a year after and just snake the name like do you okay do you ever see snakes on a snakes on a plane yeah yeah okay so asylum video came out with snakes on a train a Mm -hmm. year later which i when i saw it at the video store laughed endlessly like i love that like they're doing that but they're just like i know I'm going to do it a year later. Like, yeah, yeah. Fine. Steal the idea. But like, we're going to try to get sales away from Steven Spielberg. Like, yeah. You dumb. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but this movie was just like, here's just, we just like dinosaurs and here's a dinosaur idea. And so, yes, yeah. the, the company like Moonbeam was probably trying to cash in. But the fact is they did that. They produced that whole extra half an hour bonus feature thing at the end. So they clearly like, I, I, I think that they were like, in my mind, like Roger Corman, like we're kind of trying to cash in. We're just trying to like get a cheap thing out and make some quick cash because we're just like a bunch of like horny goofballs. Like <laughs> this is like, hey, we just want to make kind of cheap children's entertainment that mm-hmm. we can kind of use to like make our funds, like just have fun, you know, yeah. or whatever. Well, because a big preview that's before and after, I've never seen a preview after a film before. And they really remote. focused on remote, which, which I had never heard of, but you said you also yes, loved it. Yes, which as a remote, kid. remote is basically like Home Alone, but it's a kid with a bunch of like RC cars and stuff, which and is like the, really hot in the at the time. Desert, too. Yeah, they're like, like he well. He seems like he's in like uh, Inland Empire or something. Yes. Well, for me, that was super relatable, too, because I grew up in a city in Anaheim Hills, which was one of these like master plan communities that's built overnight like wow. like i lived like half of my hat like obviously anaheim is disneyland and all that stuff but anaheim hills was like this little separate part of orange county where essentially like half that city was like the city was built in two waves of like once in the 70s and then like again in the 90s where you would have like you would have these like almost like 
the world like all the wilderness is gone and then it's just like building hundreds of track homes yeah and so between that and like uh yeah and like the home alone vibes and stuff i like really kind of related to remote or really like that as well again same companies same directors i think um, and the two and sh- yeah it shares <laughs> actors and it shares the two like uh, mobster goons where it's like you almost think that like oh these guys clean up their act after the events of prehysteria and then moved to the suburbs yeah. and like sort of working for this other guy um and it's like this moonbeam cinematic universe <laughs> but you know what fun fact which i didn't well, i was realizing while we were watching the trailer so the main villain in that movie john deal plays cooper in jurassic park 3 he's the first what? guy to be, to be killed by the spinosaur in jurassic park 3 wait who's the main villain uh the main villain in remote oh he was in the, remote they, sorry the one that's not the two goons yeah 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 oh okay so that guy i was like he looks familiar and i looked him up and yeah he plays cooper cooper's a professional he can handle himself and <laughs> like you know there's the line in jurassic park 3 when it's like how'd you meet uh you know, William H. Macy and Tay Leone's character. And he's right. like, through our church. He's like the one with the shades and <laughs> oh, all black. Oh, yeah. And he just gets killed like right away. I thought he looked familiar. He's like that 90s look where his hair's kind of fluffy yeah. out, you know? Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like, I also wear tight jeans and a t-shirt tucked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that that's the Jurassic Park connection there for remote. But um, I love that. And I love that this, it seems like maybe Moonbeam was kind of just being like, here's things that are in the ether right now. Let's like we're going to, yeah, I would love to know, I'm going to look up other movies that they do because I yeah. never even heard of them before. Yeah. And they, they've been, they, they were still around for a while, kind of just making like very direct to video kind of entertainment stuff. Interesting. Now was prehysteria direct to video? Uh, well, I don't know if it was direct to video. I don't think I saw it in theaters though. I don't have memories of seeing it in theaters. I don't have memories of it. I think it theater. was in theaters. I'm pretty sure it was in theaters, but like. Yeah. I mean, it says Paramount. So I yeah. feel like. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just said, leave him alone. He's horny. That's one of my, I wrote down that quote. Oh, my oh yeah. Wait. We like, oh, re- yeah. They were in the truck. All three of them are in the truck yeah. together. And the little boy says that to his sister about their dad. In front of their dad. Barf. Can you ever imagine telling somebody, like, referring to your parents as horny? Ugh, no. Oh. Get out of here. Oh, I was going to say that one of my other favorite fra- catchphrases, you know, quotes, catchphrases in the movie was open sesame, baby, baby snakes. Oh, I, I was for- going to say baby cakes, but open sesame, baby snakes. That's right. We laughed about that for so long and then I forgot. Baby snakes is such a funny colloquialism. I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? Why did you say that? I also wanted to, I really wanted to like, you know, I really want to go and just like digitize this movie mostly so I can just make gifts of like of her being like daddy daddy like and then daddy. he and then at some point he's like you'll always be daddy's girl and you're just like <laughs> oh like it's just so horrifying like every scene where she's trying to be like i'm a grown up now she always then adds daddy yeah. and you're just like you have to stop saying daddy i mean look we we're, we're, we're repeating ourselves at this point but i mean there's literally a scene where like once vicky comes in and kind of i mean she's hiding out basically because she thinks she killed the villain and so mm-hmm. she's like i gotta hide out like he's like he maybe he's alive he's gonna come after me he's like she's legitimately like on the run from the law because she might have killed somebody even yeah. though she obviously was defending herself um and then like and then all of a sudden monica is just like dressing up like super sexy in front of her dad to be like like mad that like that's the that was her retaliation against her dad from finally having a girlfriend yes like it's <laughs> This movie's wild. Again, it's like... There's a lot happening and like only half of it is what we want to be happening. Yes, yeah. And I think think for everybody... I want more brain dead Danny. Yes. I want more dinosaurs. Yes. I want less of the dad, more of the dog. Yeah. 
More goons. Like, I want to think that, like, this discovery made um, Vicky famous. You yes, know? Like, Vicky. I think she she's going to be the one. She's going to lead the, like, you know, animal, animal behavior, dinosaur behavior I could see revival. her like the Bryce Dallas Howard character yeah. in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom yeah. where she's like, actually, now these dinosaurs are alive and we have to protect them. Yes, totally. Like, that's her. Yes, that's totally her. Yeah. Yeah, that's the sequel I want to see. Well... Prehysteria has two sequels. I know. I and have you seen them? Yes, I definitely. Um, I definitely have seen both of them. But honestly, I remember the third one way more. Does it keep the same kid? No. So the idea is that it's like the dinosaurs fall in the hands of like new kids every time. So it's like a new. They like. Is, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so basically, yeah, so basically it's but like, like no natural history museum is ever like will care for these. Like No. Well, yeah, I th- yeah, I mean again, I think it's that idea of like I uh, feel like that be you could do like a night at the museum style. Well, also it's like you grow so attached to the idea of the family with the dinosaurs and then all of a sudden they lose the dinosaurs and they just find another they just get in the hands family? of another family. They're on a secluded farm. How did they get there? Yeah, and the fact that they cared for these dinosaurs so much and then they just lose them willy-nilly. Yeah, exactly. And um, that like no one no National Enquirer nothing ever gets a hold of like pictures and Yeah. Like prehysteria uh, in the city would be a great like follow up. I feel like, like yeah. what somehow they got on the subway like lost yeah. in New York. Well, again, it's like focus on the dinosaurs, not just another kid and their family problems or whatever. But yeah. I was gonna say the third one I remember a lot as well. Um, and again, these movies came out back to back. Prehysteria, Prehysteria two came out in ninety four. A year later, Prehysteria three came out in nineteen ninety five. So they were literally like boom, boom. They oh, pumped them out. Oh yeah. So there was three Prehysterias by the time the Lost World came out. Interesting. Like, so they really did. I mean, Brenna was just saying how big the VHS sales and rental cost were. So. Oh, so yeah, that was plenty enough to fuel whatever. I if they were was... direct. I mean, the second two were definitely direct to video. Um, and the third one I remember very specifically because. Um, it's about like a mini golf business and it's like the dinosaurs help save the mini golf business. And, and I love that so much. And Karate Kid 2 style, the main character was a girl. Cause nice. the first, the, Karate the, Kid 3. Karate Kid 3. So yeah, Prehysteria 3, Karate Kid 3. I know by the time they're like, well, why don't we give a chick a shot? Yeah. No, <laughs> very, again, very nineties. Yeah. <laughs> but that one to me was, I, I, in some ways, I almost wonder if, because I definitely want to go back and we'll have to watch the other two. We'll have to, this will be a series for us if you want that. to. But, I would absolutely love that, uh, yeah. But, um, Rapid we'll, for more prehysteria. We'll watch two and three, but I have a feeling like three to me was maybe more memorable because I remember more imagery of that movie of the golf course and her befriending the dinosaurs and stuff a lot more. I love mini golf too. And dinosaurs feel like a mini golf specific because the mini golf courses I played at as a kid all featured dinosaur animatronics as yes. part of well, the course. Well, no, I think that's how they somehow make the course better because it's so. like, those dino- those animatronics are so lifelike. <laughs> like literally just walking along. Yeah. <laughs> I um, love that. But yeah, um, thank you so much, Luce. For- thank you for having me. Thank you for sharing this movie with me and finally like itching a scratch I've had for like more than 20 years. <laughs> no, I think this is, this is one of those movies and to me, this is my favorite like kind of bad movie where it inspires me to want to do art because it's like, not because you're like, I mean, sure. I think we could make a better version of this dream, but you know what I think also, I think we would, I think we would be the, the vehicle to make their dream 
better. Like, yes. I think it, we would be the ones to like raise the capital, do the Kickstarter with Peter and Andrea yes. to get them to like to have their real dream. Yes, and not exactly. Have it be like this dumb corporate formula. Yeah, this watered down version. Exactly. Like, I think we're going to be the ones to be able to like, you know, it's it's like when any, you know, when you see like when Mystery Science Theater comes back because yes, it's like Felicia Day and Patton like Oswalt and Jonah Ray, like and Deanna Rooney, like it's them bringing it back because it's this thing that they loved as a kid. Like we're like, I hope that like maybe we could do that for prehistoria and have like uh, have have Peter and Andrea's dreams fully realized. Peter you know? and Andrea, please at us at LTB Comedy and Stephen Ray Morris because yes. <laughs> like we are ready to make your wildest dreams come true. I, I mean, I really, I mean, you know, again, we're obviously we're. we're we're, we're, we're not jesting and we're jesting, but I hope that at least this comes across that like Peter and Andrew, if you're listening, like, like you guys, like your talent and your, your sincerity and your earnestness your really came through. Yeah. And that's the part that I was like very touched by. And again, touched I'm so, by, and we want, we wished more of that would have been yes, honored. Exactly. And again, because as it says in the box, plus video bonus moonbeams video zone, a behind the scenes video magazine. And <laughs> so many words. I know. In that. <laughs> I know. I was like, is this, am I saying a sentence? But, <sighs> video but I, mean, zone. I love that phrase, <laughs> but yeah, like that thing, I'm like so glad we watched that because I feel like I have a whole new appreciation, not necessarily for this movie, but for the the artistry that went into it and the work that went into it and and I think it's a really good point that like what we see at the end it's really easy to be callous and cynical about movies when you watch as many as we do and we love films so it's fun to joke about the really bad ones but most even bad movies come from one or two people who really cared about a story and an idea and through the many hands it wasn't able to come to fruition in the way it should have and you know a lot of hundreds of people work on films and you don't always know they're going to be bad when you're working on it. And so I think, I mean, you know, not that everyone who works on a film deserves your uh, sympathy, but I do think that like, it's important to remember that almost all films come from a place of passion. And like, there is an artist at the core of like a lot of them who are just like my vision. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and that's the thing. That's what I mean. This is the kind of bad movie where it's like, because you realize this, this, how much sincerity and earnestness went into it. It's like, that's the part that I'm like, I want to go off and, and, treat my something that I love with that much passion and sincerity. absolutely like, those are I'm the inspired. best people those people inspire me the most somebody yeah. who's like I've got big dreams a big heart and I want to like paint the world with my vision yeah <laughs> um and their vision was dinosaurs dinos for everyone party yes. animals <laughs> the oldest party animals <laughs> yeah the Darwinian redo as uh Vicky said that's which, right which I loved um but yeah, let us know uh, if you watched Prehistoria as a kid. Let us know if you watched it. You know, uh, you know. Obviously, I'm going to mention that this is coming out before this comes out. So if you watch, if you check it out again, I don't think it's online. I think maybe there's probably like a mirror flipped YouTube version yeah, or something exactly. around. You know, but or, I would love to know like what people's memories are if they haven't seen it since they were a kid, and then watch it as an adult. Yeah, yeah or like yeah. hop onto eBay and get your VHS copy like yes. Stephen did. Again, yeah, I just want to <laughs> really clarify that we watched this on VHS and it mm-hmm. was amazing. I provided the VHS player. Yes. I have two, and I know how to hand fix them. So yes, because <laughs> I mean, again, like that—that's what was magical. It's just like, oh, and it's just like pausing it, and then it's like, and then like yeah, pressing the, cool the play, like and having the scan lines. Yeah, yeah. And there was every now and then there was like a a dip in the sound quality, yeah. which I think adds to it. Oh, it was. I mean, um, it really felt like watching it again as a kid. Good. Yeah, that's what I love about watch, especially. I mean, stuff that was made in the eighties and the 90s so much of it 
looks better on tape to me because I think that's how it was supposed to look, especially things like horror and sci-fi yeah. stuff that was direct to video. Like supposed to, you're supposed to watch it on a fucking tape. It yeah, looks better that it way. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you don't need prehysteria to be 4D like yeah, yeah. <laughs> ultra. Blu-ray. Yeah, like you don't need things to be sharp that aren't well shot. So why not just enjoy something um, kind of cheesy and janky? on like a fun the way it was meant to be home video format yeah <laughs> no i mean i was so embarrassed because we first put it in my tape my tape and dvd combo player and it ate the tape yeah and i was like no and then i i pulled it out delicately and re-spooled it and fixed it and it went back in great it's incredible many secret talents i want to be appreciated for <laughs> no I, I'm, I'm glad you wanted to share that story so because it was yeah i was just like it's gonna be okay luce knows what's up like, thank you I you're had, in good I, hands like i had i had no break in my faith i was like that's because i just figured that that stuff just happens and if you have as many vhs tapes and, and the passion that you have it i was just like well yeah this happens all the time so you're probably just like you know thank you i used to know how to work this like small machine where you would if there was a piece of damaged tape you would cut it out and then heat the tape and kind of basically like glue the tape back Whoa. together oh, yeah wow. oh, i had one cool. of those at bookseller video in Elyria, ohio and um haven't used it in like 10 years but i used to like oh that's a damaged tape and like a piece of tape is not that many yeah. frames so you can really cut out and not really lose that much oh wow that's so cool <laughs> yeah um well, where can people find you where can people check out all your stuff yes um instagram and twitter is ltb comedy um my short film messed up is on the festival circuit right now um but if you dm me i'm happy to send you a password protected version of it um and then vhs is taking a little break right now but it's going to resume in the new year and vhs is basically where i have a guest and we watch the movie and then we live tweet about it so anybody who wants to watch it can watch it while we're watching it and it's kind of like a group viewing experience like having you know a whole dorm full of kids over and watching movies together like the old days um and then we do reviews afterwards kind of like this so if you're interested in that hit me up check me out nice. and Sweet. i'm on the percast and uh see jurassic yeah, i was right. gonna say I mean, yeah, lisa has been been a beloved i mean beloved guest of see jurassic right um Thank you. from the dinosaur episode to being a big part of the fallen kingdom episode as well and just kind of i love dino just around the whole podcast in that first season so definitely i mean re-listen i mean you've, if you've been listening you've already heard her so and it's a, and it's always a blast to have you I on. know my babies yes and you'll be back for more again Thanks, we, i can't we, wait we gotta watch two more pre <laughs> yeah. there's probably gonna be more dino stuff too but um yeah and then you can always follow me at Stephen ray morris on um, Twitter and Instagram, the C Jurassic Right Facebook group. Let us know what you thought. Again, if you've rewatched it, if you watch it for the first time, um, and let me know what other creature features you're watching. I was going to say, also, Luce helped me figure out what I wanted to call this feature, Aww. this segment of the pod. You know, it is cinematic attractions, you know, just like how the, you know, the dinosaurs are, you know, the, you know, they're alive attractions, as John Hammond refers to them, you know, but these are the cinematic attractions, <laughs> the, the creature features that we've talked about. Um, but yeah, let me know what other creature features you want me to watch. Uh, not, and they couldn't, they don't necessarily have to be dinosaurs. I think they could be anything because, like we talked before the pod, how Arachnophobia was directed by Frank Marshall, who not only directed Congo, one of my favorite movies, um, and related to the Jurassic franchise via the way of Michael Crichton, but also Frank Marshall, who produced all the Jurassic movies. So it could be any creature feature kind of in the world of, mm -hmm. of dinosaurs. I recommend Alligator if you've never oh, seen no. that movie. It's a movie I saw as a kid. I asked my I begged my dad to let me stay up and watch it. And I was like 
second, first grade or something. And I was allowed to, it was going to be on TV, but I had to come home from school and take a nap <laughs> if I was going to stay up to like nine o'clock and watch this like movie. And it was one of the scariest movies I had seen in a time. It's basically mm. about people, kids who like get an alligator, flush it down the toilet and then it grows huge in the sewers. Oh, and then I'm into that. Wrecks uh, havoc on everyone. And I actually haven't seen it since I was a kid, but it is fucking oh. in there because it freaked me out so much. But I begged to be allowed to watch it. And my dad stayed up and watched it with me. So like I couldn't be scared of it or I wouldn't have been allowed to watch something like that again. So I was just like, this is great. Ooh, <laughs> I was like so scared of it. I want to see that. I've begun, you know, alligators are like modern dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. They're, it's, <laughs> it's all, they're all in the world. I was going to say living biological attractions. That's the phrase I was looking at. Hammond yes, says in Jurassic Park. Yes, that's what he says. But that would be too long for a podcast title. segment. Yeah, yeah, segment <laughs> title. So um, cinematic attractions. Let me know other creature features you want to watch. Um, thank you, Luce. Thank you and, for having uh, me. We'll see you in the next one. Can't wait. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> 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 what, what was the phrase? Uh, uh, open sesame, baby snakes. <laughs> open sesame, baby snakes. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.